Hallelujah, BMI. Why don't we all rise to our feet? It is written that where there is no counsel, nations fail. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Amen. This morning we have an anointed counselor, a great man of God, a great teacher of the word. Why don't we clap and welcome my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can be here in your presence. We pray that you speak to our lives and visit us by your spirit to lead us into all that is truth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You may all be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm just standing here for now because we pick up that the cameras are catching all your backrest of your heads. So they told me I must go higher if I want to skip that. But now that you are seated, I can come down. Amen. Are you happy? I can't hear you. Are you happy? Are you blessed? We have good news. Amen. We can increase our church totals. Clap for Jesus. So now you can tell your friends that were at home or stayed at home because of the fear for Corona that they can come back to church. It's very safe. It's safer here than any other place. Amen. Should you get sick by any chance, we just lay hands on you and you recover again in Jesus' name. Glory to God. So that's good news. So from next week onwards, we will have more spaces and we will rearrange the tent a little bit. Is that exciting? Now, first of all, I want to greet you all. And if you are visiting here for the first time, let me just see a show of hands. I doubt it, but you could be. Aha, uh -huh. good. Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Clap for the first timers. Alpi Diedre is making room for the first time visitors. Amen. If you don't have a church, if you don't uh, have a, a permanent church that you attend to, or you're looking for a church, your search for a church stops here, right? Because BMI is the best church south of the Sahara Desert. Say amen. This morning I'm very, very uh, blessed to have a special friend who's visiting us today. None other than the very architect that is drawing our great design. Put up the design building there and show. This drawing was done by the gentleman that is coming to visit us here today. Barry, could you stand and wave to the people? Just welcome him, please. Welcome him, a special, special friend. By God's great providence, I met him. It's a long story. I'll, I'll tell it the day when we're opening the building. But I met him uh, at Spur. He was very hungry this day, going to Spur. And they didn't want to let him in. So the two of us had to sit outside. And as we introduced one another, I realized this is the man that I'm looking for. Isn't it wonderful? It's called God's supernatural provision or the providence of God. That you sit next to somebody. You actually went for a rib, pork rib, but you found the man that could help. And God has sent him to help us. He does all the work free of charge. He doesn't charge us anything. Isn't it wonderful? And these people are very expensive if you must pay for anybody like that. So I hope you can all have that mind and that spirit that whatever you do for God, you do for free. Can I have an amen? 
You can't come to this service if you're not going to participate. You must come for the Apostle 12 service, okay? Did you bring your Bibles? Let me see. Lift your Bibles. Let me see. It's another rule for the Apostle 10 service. Nobody must come here without, unless it's your first time. If you're first time, you are exempted. You are free. Amen. We all bring Bibles and not phones. We're not talking about the Bible on a phone. If it's a tablet, it's different, but not a phone. Glory to God. All right, wonderful. Franco, are you around? So I want you to turn your Bibles. Is there any other major thing I must mention before? This Thursday is a holiday. Are you happy? South Africa is the most holidays than any other country in the world. I read something on Facebook the other day. He said, this guy said, 500 billion rand is missing from the country. And the whole country is dancing Jerusalem. I thought, wow, it's, it's true. Because the president said you must all dance on Thursday. Did you hear? But before he even said it, I told you to dance Jerusalem for the competition. All right? So I hope you are practicing. I believe people have been practicing here on the lawn. Sunday we will reveal the winners. Sunday. Are you all part of it? Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, it's the dance challenge. I'm not taking part, although I, I will obviously win there. I will, I will obviously win. You, you've seen. Did you see my picture went viral last week? I tell you, when I just do that step, and I do that step. <laughs> please, please. We're having chats. But I believe it's a, it's a gospel song, isn't it? The guy says, my body, what is the English words? My body is here, my mind is here, but my heart is in Jerusalem. Wow. Powerful. All right, let's, let's turn our Bibles to John 21. John 21 verse 1. Hallelujah. So I don't know what's going to happen Thursday. Check your phones. We might let you know. The church is always using public holidays. I remember the Jerusalem competition is a fundraiser for the building fund. So all those who's participating, the groups, you need to minimum a thousand rand if it's possible. If you can give more, give more. I told uh, the, the first service that many of you have hidden treasures in dark and secret places. Isaiah 45 verse 1 talks about the King Cyrus that will come but he will have hidden treasures in dark places. So I don't know who you are, but may the Lord touch your heart to take some of that hidden treasures and bring it to the church so that we can build a house for God. Amen. John 21 verse 1. It's a, it's a long part, but I like it. Let's read it together and maybe in the King, in the NLT, then I will turn to the King James when I want to uh, title the sermon. Jesus appeared to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. Are you all with me? I think it's the first time we have uh, Franco's mom here with us. So let's welcome her also. She's a senior. Uh, welcome. 
I'm doing a picnic for all the seniors on our lawns when we have a nice day in spring. Okay? We must be over 60 to join that group. Van jullie homo's veel oud, so misschien kan jullie ook samen komen als ons die dag gaan tiederen. Everybody, Jesus appeared to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened. This is after the resurrection. Several of the disciples were there. Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Say nothing. They caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows. This is the modern English. Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Glory to God. Verse 8. 7, sorry. Then the disciples... The disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, this is John. John calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. He said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire, and also some bread. Say, hmm. Verse 10, bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. And verse 11 is the last verse. So Simon Peter went abroad and dragged the net to the shore there were 153 large fish and yet the net was not broken go back to verse 7 if you can please verse 7 verse 7 and I want to I want to title this I'm not sure but I think I like this part the disciple whom Jesus loved John said to Peter it is the Lord. Just put that in yellow for me, Mr. Computer Man. It is the Lord. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word and the preaching thereof. It is the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Very popular and powerful scripture that Christians like to use. He says, My God shall supply all your need. In the King James Version, please. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Is this a powerful scripture? Now take a pen, take a highlighter and mark it in your Bibles. 
My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory. I want to title my sermon, It is the Lord. It is the Lord because this morning I am led to speak to you about supernatural provision or supernatural supply. But I think you'll remember it best by the statement of John, the one whom Jesus loved because he recognized something when there was a multiplication of fish. He didn't recognize the person on the beach. Are you listening to me? He didn't recognize Jesus from afar, but by the supernatural supply, he suddenly knew it is the Lord. I see that one day as God supplies you with your need, you will all make the statement, which I had to make many times, it is the Lord. Because naturally, you will not be able to understand it. It will be a supernatural multiplication of what you have. Now listen carefully. Our church does not make a big emphasis on prosperity or success, but we do believe that God prospers people. Amen. And uh, this is just one part of the two months that I've been teaching you on laboring to be blessed. Being blessed is better than being rich because your riches can be depleted. But if the blessing is on you, it doesn't matter where you go. Are you here? So after I've been preaching for so long, how many of you have started to see the blessing of the Lord? Have you? Anybody else? Don't come and shout me down and say, yeah, pastor, you're a good preacher. You must do what I tell you to do. Oh, let me rephrase. Do what the Word of God tells you to do and you will surely see blessing. Hallelujah. Jacob fought Esau not for the riches of his father, but for the... So our focus and the new vision of everyone's life, Pastor wants you to adopt, is to labor for a blessing. If you can get a blessing then you will see what I'm calling supernatural supply. Hallelujah. God is a God of miracles. Now, if we do not, if we do not teach this, if we do not emphasize this, then Christians will not believe that God can su supply supernaturally, abnormally, miraculously. Philippians says, my God shall supply. Amen. It's not just hard work that will get us things. Hard work has a place, but the supply, the supernatural supply of God is something that the believers must expect and something that the believers must look for. Until you will be able to say, people will ask you, how did you get this? What must you say? It is. It is the Lord. I was texting my son the other day because you know when he posted that thing how the university is now excited about him joining there or playing football for them the thing went viral and I was texting him and I said look who can believe that last year you were still around here 
and now you are all there. We, we, our kids were playing soccer here the other day in Sunfelty United International. And uh, he's playing on carpets there. He didn't know when he arrived in the US, it was, uh, he had two broken ACL ligaments. The doctors here couldn't even pick it up. But when they scanned him, they saw it. And they repaired both his knees. That's why he couldn't play last year. But I want to tell you this. And you will all have a testimony. If you believe what I say, and you practice what the Bible says, you will have the same testimony that I give you now. He sent me the medical bill for that operation. Now, if you don't know anything about America, it's very expensive to go to hospital there. Rather go to Tigerberg here. Chances are you won't come out, but it's better to go here because you can at least afford it. Amen. They sent a bill of 1.4 million rand. But then he also sent me the medical claim and said, uh, due by you, zero. And I said to him, it is. It is the law. It is the law. I said, I must stay in the view of the text. Did I greet the Facebook people? I'm so sorry. I greet you all. That's about tuning in on Facebook. Radio listeners as well as our overflow room listeners. May God bless you all. It is the Lord. You will have such a testimony. You must believe in God's supernatural supply. Now the Bible is, 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 is full of examples of how God supplies supernaturally. Amen. I'm logic. I'm a logic type of person. I don't know who's like me. I like to do things by logic. I love common sense. But Christianity cannot be fulfilled if we don't expect the supernatural hand of God. Are you listening? Our big structure that we're putting up, naturally it's not possible for us to do it. Not an area like this. But because we believe that God supernaturally supplies. That is why we are tempting great things for God. Can I have an amen? My God shall supply provisions, supernatural supplies, because He is a supplier. Are you excited about God's supply? Only those who have received great things with God can identify with me and say God has provided. But listen to me and from today onwards, I see God providing for you supernaturally. Now my sermon is divided into two parts. The first half is preaching. The second half is teaching. Why? Because when we preach, we tell people what God is going to do for them. And they're supposed to get excited. If I say that you, God is going to supply all you need, it's supposed to excite you. Because it's what God is going to do. However, I can't let you go here without telling you what you must do for God. That's called teaching. And people love preaching more than teaching. Because they like to know what God is going to do for them. Virgil come sit here. But they don't like, they don't like what you must do for God. Are you listening? I repeat, don't focus on him. People love preaching because it tells them what God's going to do for them. But when I turn to tell you what you must do for God, suddenly you see people become quiet. But there is a part you must do for God. How many of you would like to have supernatural supply? 
it can come to you but there's a few things you need to get right are you listening that's come to me over and over again glory to God so here it is what is then supernatural supply it is the mystical supply of whatever you need God shall supply all your needs according to his riches not your riches in glory if God must supply us according to your riches, my sister, your bank card say net unfoldunda fonsa. What is it in English? If you draw money and they say you don't have enough money, insufficient fund. There's one brother came back and he said there's a problem at the banks. They've got no more money. So I thought it was this coronavirus thing. He says, every time I put in my card, it says insufficient funds. So he thought the bank had no money, but he had no money. Hey. And if we must depend on your supply, then we will get this message all the time. But this scripture says, you will supply your needs, your needs according to his riches. Ah, this is the wrong service I'm preaching to, I'm telling you. According to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus, supernatural supply is not only the mystical supply, it is the, it is the divine power that God uses to meet your needs. Divine power. Hallelujah. It takes place, mystical supply. I mean, how can you now say, we've caught fish all night and then you must just throw your net on the other side, not even far. How big was those boats? Those boats are not big. I was there uh, two years ago. I was in, on that lake of Sea of Galilee. The boats are not big. They just took the net from here, put it on the other side and there was so much fish, they couldn't pull it in. Mystical supply. Extraordinary paranormal methods of supply. This is the God we serve. Because naturally this can't work. How Jesus can feed 5,000 people. It's in the Bible. Maybe you haven't read it. 5,000 people with two fish. And five rolls. Glory to God. Now you see what we've ha what has happened to the church. Jylle sit soos jylle hier sit, want jylle het nog nie Godse wonderwerke gesien nie. But when I grew up, my mother, bless her soul, she believed in the supernatural supply of God. And not just my mother, we were we was surrounded in the Pentecostal church by people, brother, who believe that God can supply supernaturally. People that never had food to eat, they would put water on the pot and say, then they say, what are you going to cook? They say, we don't know, we're boiling the water so long because God is going to send someone to the door. You don't know what I'm talking about, snowflake. And then they say before the day is over, before five o'clock strikes, somebody would come and say, God led me to bring you something to eat. We used to hear this thing often, it wasn't something small. We used to hear it often. Supernatural, paranormal, extra supply of God. 
I want this message to sink into you. And I want us to start believing that God can do it for you. You see. God is only pleased if you believe Him. God, Mike Murdoch said something. He said, God's greatest pain is if people doubt Him. And God's greatest pleasure is if you believe Him. I'm telling you today, God can supply your need. You see, it depends. Do you believe what I'm saying? Your need. What is your need? Believe in the supernatural. So what we are fighting for is the blessing of supernatural supply. We don't labor to be rich. Labor not to be rich. Proverbs said, labor not to be rich. Don't be foolish. Labor to be a blessed person. And one of the blessings added to all the weeks of teaching is the blessing of supernatural supply. Look, I'm tired of having to give my only testimony. I'm waiting for your testimony. Hey! What is God doing and what is God going to do for you? When I say testimony time, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Because what God can do for me, He can do for you as well. He's no respecter of person, my sister. What He did for this sister, He can do for you as well. Yeah. God is only looking for people to believe Him. To believe Him. That's all. And I'll show you now a few examples of supernatural supply in the Word of God. It's almost so impossible. Some people wish it was not written in the Bible. Oh yeah. I mean when they came to Jesus and they asked him for tax. I mean many of you don't pay tax. We won't say it loud because we are on Facebook. But you must pay your tax. They also came to him for tax. Do you know where he got the tax money? In the mouth of a fish. Now it sounds very can it work? Can it be? I'm talking about Supernatural, paranormal, mystical activities. But they shall not be crazy, man. They have not gone. You got to believe this. You see, he said to Peter, "Go catch a fish. In the mouth of that fish will be a huge coin. It will pay my tax and your tax." Now look, I went to university. And I did biblical studies for many years. And really those people, they're not believers. So all they try to do is to try to explain the Bible from a scientific point of view. So the stories of the fish with the money in, they don't like it. They don't even like the fact that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Yeah, they said, look, it's not, it's not possible. The American uh, Navy has not even made a missile that can go that fast. All this silly, silly stuff they say. Why? Because they don't believe that God can do supernatural things. And I don't want you to be like them. Because you're not a believer. You're not a doubter, sorry. You are a believer. Supernatural supply. Hallelujah. And may the Lord open your eyes to see what He's doing. Second Peter 1 verse 3. Listen. According to His divine power, 
He has given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. How does He give it? By His divine power. Is anybody hearing me today? What does all this say? It says, according to His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Hallelujah. It includes money. It includes supplies. You see, if you think that you can only work hard for money, if you think that only your salary can make you survive, that's where you make a big mistake. You need to depend on the supernatural supply of God. Amen. Glory to God. The supernatural, you must believe it. We must all believe it. And then we'll see the hand of God move. By faith. Because without faith, it is not possible to please God. Are you here? The invisible power. If you open yourself, you will receive supernatural supply of finances. Do you believe Jesus can heal the sick? So if we believe in divine healing, we must now start to believe in supernatural supply. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I, I want you to believe it. I want to stress the fact that you must believe it. Saying amen to my preaching does not really guarantee that you believe it. <laughs> you need to believe God can do for you exceedingly abundantly what you could even ask or think. That's when we start to say think big. Think, think bigger. Lift your standard. Amen. You see how I fight? I, I fight on this property with people. It's, it's like saying, can't you see bigger and greater things for your life? Don't you believe God can supply you with better things? Huh? Don't be satisfied with where you are. Be grateful, but never be satisfied. God has got better things in store for all of you. But you must believe God. God's greatest pleasure. If when you believe Him, believe Him. And God's greatest pain, you doubt Him. I say, ah, maybe Pastor Chris is talking about himself, his son, but it's not for me. That's the biggest mistake. I'm preaching to you this morning. I see God supplying your needs. All your needs. Whether you need to pay your university fees, your school fees, whether you need a place to stay, start to believe God. Hallelujah. Start to trust God and you will see His great supply. Glory to God. Look at this one example. Mark chapter 6 verse 7. Are you still here? He, he tells the disciples, go on a mission, but don't take money with you. Mark 6 verse 7. He called the 12 and he began to send them. He starts to send them forth two by two. He gave them power over unclean spirits. And commanded them that they must take nothing. Say nothing. Take nothing for your journey. Only a staff. No script. No bread. No money. Say no money. Only your sandals that you have on. 
and don't put on two coats. Mark 6 verse 7. Luke twenty-two thirty-five. I show you quickly. Supernatural supply. He said to them again, when I sent you without purse, without script, without shoes, without, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. Then he said to them, but if you have a purse, now take it. If you have a script, take it. And let him sell his garment and buy one. Now, naturally it's very, you see, you don't find this type of thing. Go on the mission, take nothing with you. God will supply. Bonke, the great evangelist, I told the story many times because it really thrilled me. The first time I heard him speak, uh, he was very young still. He spoke about uh, growing into a fruitful ministry. I had a video cassette. I will never forget it. And he told the story how he finished Bible school. And uh, the Lord said to him, must go. He must go. They were going on a, on a train journey or a boat journey somewhere. Him and his friend. And he told his friend, we must go. And the friend asked him, but where, where will we get uh, the money for the tickets? He said, no, it's been arranged. <laughs> but he didn't say how. He himself didn't know how. And then when they eventually got to the railway station, the friend was big, uh, pestering him all the time. Was geld for the tickets? I said, no man, we must go. God will provide. And eventually when they, the friends started getting angry as they were getting closer, he said, where is it? He said, it is there. He said, where? He said, there. Where's there? It's there, it's there. He said, when they stood in that line, he had no money and he was getting closer to the ticket office. He says, that thing is dead now in the church. But I'm, today we are resurrecting it again. Supernatural supply. He said, and an old man came to him in that line. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And said, the Lord said, I must give you this. It was, it was the test of his faith that day. The Lord told me to. The, the man who did the greatest crusade in Africa with millions of people in attendance, that they God tested him. Like Jesus said to his disciples, take nothing with you. Just go. God will supply your needs according to his riches in glory. The old man put into his hand the exact amount of money for him and his friend to take the boat trip to where God sent him to go. I send you on the mission don't take anything with you God will supply yay pastor it's a tough one but it's by faith may we resurrect that old type of faith that was in our fathers and in our forefathers to believe God for the impossible are you believing God for the impossible he will supply your needs for the mission you will supply your needs for your obligation. Believe Him. You must pay water. You must pay rent. You must pay your house where you stay. 
believe that God will supply. If He supplied Peter and Jesus with the tax money, He will supply you as well. Stop lying and stop stealing. Can I have another amen? You know, South Africa is now becoming the thief capital of the world. One woman said she, she, she hang a clothes on the line. And the basket was just here. <laughs> and as she bent down to take, she hang a nice dress up. And as she bent down to take out the second dress, when she came up, that dress was gone from the line. I'm telling you, you know my stories are all true. And everybody's saying, look if the government officials can steal everything. But Christians are not supposed to steal. Christians are not supposed to lie. Can I have another amen? Even if you're lying, say amen for this one. So you, you, you shouldn't steal. You should pay where you are staying. You should pay, but you must start to believe God that He will supernaturally supply. Hallelujah. When you steal, there's a curse that comes on a thief. And then you break the super supply of God over your life. Are you listening to me? God is going to help you pay your obligations. Oh, I love it. I love it. You won't get bills that say you owe Telcom so much money. How many of you have ever got a bill that says you pay too much the previous month, so they owe you so much? Come, let's talk, let's talk, you and me. You haven't got a bill like that yet. It's like you owe a 500 rand because, but last month you paid a 200 rand extra. You must only give them 300 this month. You haven't had it yet. You see, your faith is small. One day I went to a shop and I was, I sowed a seed to cover all my debts. A man of God was preaching in Port Elizabeth. Was it was East London? So it was an American preacher. And he said, if you give this amount, God is going to make you debt free. And I was very critical because I come, I'm educated and I come from a good church that we don't just believe anything people say. And I still criticized in my mind. I said, this is probably a money-making gimmick. Are you all listening to me? Are you here or are you going home? I don't hear any uh, response. Right, so what happened was, as I was doubting in my mind, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, this is, this is my servant. And what he's saying is true. Believe God. And I put a thousand rand into an envelope. Oh, he said, must bring the next day. I took a thousand, it was a four-day conference in East London. I don't even know why I went there. I tell you, I don't know, that was the supernatural work of God. It was like God, I saw it on TV, on TBN, this guy, this guy, this guy, and I just felt, let me go. There was no pressing need to go, nothing but a small inner voice in my spirit telling me, go to this place. I took the plane, I went there, the pastor put us all, pastors on hotels, and anyway, it wasn't nice hotels, I still remember the kakalaka attacking me in the night, but nevertheless, it was free. For Amen. But that day when the man spoke, he said, debt free. Put a seed in this envelope and write debt free. I said, no. 
in my heart, in my heart. I confess before you today. I thought like you thinking now. Say, no, man, this man not a story. This is just a gimmick. He just maybe want to make money. But the Holy Spirit rebuked me. He said, you see, you read all these wonderful stories in the Bible. You don't believe God. You say, Jesus put fish in the mouth. Jesus break bread for 5,000 people. But you don't believe it when it comes to you. You doubt God. I gave it that day. And he said, in one year's time, you'll be, you'll be away. I think it was somewhere in May or so, he said, by, by December, you'll be dead from You've heard me tell the story on the big platforms in the 10 Crusades. Huh? I tell you not a word of a lie. In that December, I don't know, I can't tell you how it happened. I'm talking about the mystical, supernatural work of God. I had a couple of deaths. But I went to, I wanted to square them all up because I believed that my seed would, would do it. And I walked into that shop. It was a men's clothing shop. And I wanted to see if I owe them any money. And they went onto the computer. And the man was looking with a frown. I thought, oh my God, I hope I don't owe them much. But then he said, something's wrong because there's a minus in front of the... the there's a figure, there's a big figure, but there's a minus sign here. So we went to call the manager. And as they looked at it again, they turned to me with a smile. You know, the people never smile when you go to the shop because you owe them money. But when they owe you money, you see, they have to smile. So he turned and said to me, he said, because they can see your name on the computer. He said, sorry, Mr. Ross. We, you don't owe us anything, but we owe you. I, and I, I can't remember well, but I think it was, it was quite a substantial amount. Because I had been paying, 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 not keeping track. I just pay. Oh, no man, anything but love. He said, but we can't give you the money. It's on your account. So you can take stuff in the shop. It's already paid for. I was loading myself with nice shirts and nice shoes. I'm not lying. I'm not. And when I got to the tell, I said, how much? They said, no, keep shopping. There's more. See, you don't believe me. That God. Now, this was mystical. I gave a seed to a man of God. I don't even know this man of God. He came from America. I remember his name today because of that miracle that happened to me. But that's why I can tell you, the God I serve, believe me, young boy, is a God of supernatural supply. It's not by your education, which is good. I have education. It's not just by working out. You know, I, I like to work out. But there's something beyond that. That can take you to a higher level. Come on, believe it. He shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Supply for thousands of people. 5,000 said, the Bible says, on the, on the mountain when Jesus was finished preaching he said to Philip and the guys hey where will we find food for all of them they said are you, are you crazy all these people we can't even find a shop 
say, make them sit down. And then he prayed and he broke the bread. And the Bible says, it wasn't that they only ate. There was leftovers. Now look, brothers and sisters, don't get angry if I talk to you in this way. I know you and you know me. You've never taken me to McDonald's before. Jesus took 5,000 people to Kentucky that day. 5,000. Man, man, street wise too. What leftovers? If you take three people to the shop, I know some people, if they take you for eating, they hope you take the cheapest thing on the menu. Hey! You see, let me tell you, when John saw that multiplication of the bread, even the catching of the fish was when Jesus met Peter the first time. So the, the, the account I read to you in the beginning in John 21 was when he was resurrected from the dead. Do you know how they knew it was Jesus? Because they constantly saw wherever he goes, there's supernatural supply. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus, then in your life, there must be evidence of supernatural supply. John turned, the Bible says, the disciple turned and said to him, it is the Lord. Nobody can do these things but the Lord. Hallelujah! I see God supplying your need from this day forward. Ah, according to His riches in glory. Thousands of people. That's why we're building a big church because we are not satisfied with small, small people. We want thousands of people. Say Amen. So we're building a place for thousands of people. Glory to God. Not one service, two services, three services. If we can have three services in the tent, why can't we have three services in the mega church? Come on! You can doubt God, but I'm through with doubting Him. I'm starting to believe Him for supernatural supply. Glory to God. And I'm going to feed all of you like Jesus fed the 5,000. With bread and fish. Actually in our crusades we feed hundreds of people with fish and bread, isn't it? Supernatural supply. You can't keep counting your money and making sums. Start believing God. Start giving freely. I see God giving you supernatural supply. Okay, let me just tell you. Ooh, the tents. He'll supply. Lastly, it's supply in the wilderness of your life. In the wilderness of your life. Everybody goes through a wilderness. Everybody goes through a dry patch. Maybe you, you have, I don't know, you have your personal problem. Coronavirus has made a lot of people lose jobs. If you are by BMI, you see that that thing turns automatically and you find work quick, quick. Because even in the wilderness, the Bible says when they were going through the wilderness, God let bread rain from heaven. Hey, the scientists are trying to argue these things away. Can, can, how can bread fall from heaven? <laughs> and then water was coming from a rock. I studied geography and so they told me 
You see, some rocks can carry water. You remember when you did geography at school? Over Jenny. Je zijn niet gegaan naar school. En zijn niet over wat alleen geleerd I remember they said to me, porosity is the ability of water to, 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 to carry rock, to, of a rock, sorry, to, to, to store water. Like Table Mountain. Table Mountain is a, is, a, is, a, is a big rock that stores water. So it runs out on some of the sides all the time. Maak me net op te weten waarvan ik praat. Ze zei, ja, ze zei net, hij is diep. Porosity is the ability of the rock to, uh, to store water. And permeability is the ability of the rock to let water pass through it. Ze zei net, amen. So the scientists are saying, look, when, when, when Moses struck the rock in the wilderness, it was a rock that was carrying water. They don't want to acknowledge that God can supply supernaturally and abundantly what is not there. Hallelujah. And I want to believe that God can do it for us all. He's doing it for you. In your wilderness experience, rain is going to fall from the sky. Supernatural. Now water is going to come from the rock. And when they complained, they said, okay, I'll give you some chicken. And the quail, it's a type of bird, also fell from the sky. So they had bread, roasted swallows, and water. It's like Kentucky wings. Let's to bring it into context. Winger, what do you Zinger wings. God is supplying you with zinger wings, windbrot, and bottled water. Kalamoshe kayamaha. Yeah. You can do it. You'll never be hungry. God will supply. No, I believe so much in the prophetic word of a man of God. I was sitting in the Lighthouse Church in Peru when Bishop Dag once pointed his finger to me and said to me, he was walking past me and I think the Holy Spirit whispered to me, turn around and he said, you will never, poverty will never be associated with you ever. And he walked on and he continued teaching. And I took it. So if you don't want to be poor, hang around Pastor Chris. I'm an anti, I've got a vaccine against poverty. Believe me. And the same will happen for you. God can supply your need. Believe God. He wants to supply you. Now quickly, what must you do? What must you do for that supply? Do you just have to sit here every Sunday? No, I'll tell you quickly just a few things and then we close. Are you still here? Are you learning something? Whatever God did for the Israelites, He will do for you. Now look. The first thing you must believe you must believe that there is an anointing for wealth. There is an anointing for wealth and for supply. You must believe. You must sit here, but you must believe. Say believe. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 8. It says, Deuteronomy 8 verse 11. Don't forget God, He says, in not keeping His commandments. His judgments, His statutes, which I command you this day. Because when you have eaten and you are full and you build nice houses and you dwell therein, 
when your herds and your flock multiply, your silver and your gold is much, but you must remember the Lord your God because it is He who gives you power to get wealth. There it is. You have the right version there, brother? No, any uh, King James version? You better put up King James because uh, Barry is from Pastor Lamb's church. They, they only read the King James version in that church, please. And when the herds multiply, he says, no, 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 no. Verse, verse, verse 14. No, man, go on. I want where he says, power to obtain wealth. I think it's 15 or 16. Yeah, hey, yeah. And I was saying that my power and my might had gotten me this wealth. So, what verse is it? It's not that verse. But remember thou the Lord thy God in the King James Version because it is He that giveth thee power. Verse 18. Verse 18. There it is. Because it... Who gives you power for wealth? The Lord. Amen. God's going to bless you so that you can start to be a blessing to others. Are you listening to me? He gives you power for wealth. Don't forget it. The anointing for wealth is a spiritual power that creates mystical supply. You see, and some people have that anointing. Some have anointing for healing. Some have anointing for other miraculous works. Some people are just blessed to be financially strong Christians. And I, when I was in Texas and Fort Worth and I visited Dr. Mike Murdoch, I realized that he has an anointing here for wealth. Really? Because how do you explain it? The man was poor like a church mouse. And the church mouse is very poor because in some churches there's no money. But if you walk down that corridor, you feel it. And, then, and they took me on a journey and I told the guy that was saying, just, just wait a minute, I want to pray. He said, why? I said, Here's an anointing for wealth. It's unexplainable. Let me pray about it. And I gave an offering there. I was preaching in another uh, city in Boston, Massachusetts. And they gave me a nice dollar, American dollar offering. And instead of bringing it home, I sold it in that church because I, I realized... Yes, an anointing that I need here. And I'm tapping into it. And I gave all my money there. I said, I just, yeah, I'm making a sacrifice here. I built the altar here. Let that thing that is here come on me also. And you must start to open your eyes to see where God is moving. That you must get something there where God is moving. Anointing for wealth. Believe in it. When it's a loose rock, man. The problem van ons mense is, ons raak net jaloes vir anders wat voorin toe gaan. And your jealousy won't take you anywhere. Rather tap into what the people have. Yeah? And then it can come on you also. Don't, don't stop it from coming to you by having the wrong attitude and the wrong heart. You must believe in the anointing for supply. Mystical supply. Hallelujah. Then you must be godly. Number two, you must be godly. First Timothy 4 verse 8 says, Bodily exercise doesn't help you too much, but godliness is profitable. Hallelujah. 
in all things having a promise of this life now and the promise of the life to come godliness affects all things even including your finances there's a connection between living a godly life and the provision of god because thieves throw curses to themselves if you steal that same thing that you do it will be done to you but godly living is one of the secrets of receiving the supernatural supply from god amen don't think you can be a scallop and then expect god to work for you it doesn't work like that some time ago i was working with a lot of people in the church and then i knew one of them was a, was a, was a, was a, 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 a scallop was always scheming with people robbing them in a nice way in a brotherly way and <laughs> when i heard a pastor say whenever you have thieves working around you because thieves and liars is is the two twin demons that work together lying and stealing because if they ask you did you steal you say no you didn't steal do you get it your lying and your stealing goes together and when the pastor warned me he said whenever you allow thieves and liars around you you are inviting demons and the and the and the devil himself because wherever there's a liar the father of lies is not far from him i immediately said that person i said please go work another place not not close to me anymore i can't afford these demons to still affect my life godliness is one of the keys to getting the supernatural supply from the lord are you are you following me and then number 3 giving giving and receiving luke 3 verse luke 6:38 give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over men shall give to you king james version please it says men shall give not not that god is going to throw it from the sky but in this case supernatural help is going to come by men men shall give into your bosom yes pastor we want supernatural supply how you must believe god first of all you must live godly and you must start to give And you see I could only unlock that debt free prosperity for my life when I gave that seed of a thousand rand. And that's why when Elijah came across the widow she was she had nothing but he knew the only way to get her to receive from God unlock it by telling her to give the little she has first bake me a cake. Because it is the key that unlocks the flow of God's prosperity to your life. Are you here? If you're stingy You're, you're not going to walk in this thing that I'm talking about. You're not going to walk in it. Believing in giving and receiving. It is the key that unlocks the supernatural provision. Hallelujah. Somebody will come to you and bring you the thing that you need. You are Amanda. But how did he know? No, no, don't say that. Just say it is it is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. Glory to God. 
Something has to guide the person to come to you and something has to make the person give to you. You, you invoke the mysterious power of God to cause people to bring you this. And the last one, believing that God makes people rich and God also makes people poor. 1 Samuel 2 verse 7, The Lord maketh poor and the Lord maketh rich. He bringeth low and He lifteth up. So being God's good books, He makes rich and He makes poor. And lastly, you can receive supernatural supply if you believe in hard work. Proverbs 10 verse 4, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Hallelujah. The Word of God acknowledges that hard work is part of the keys to the prosperity in your life. It's not the only solution, but it's part of the solution. If you're watching me by Facebook, you won't understand this, but I have to speak to my people. I discover the more I work, I love working. My father was a hard worker. It's one of the missing keys to many of the young men. They don't understand hard work. They can't even get up early in the morning to do any hard work. So met jou skam as ek jou sê, ons werkie by die keek en sy die kom werk. Sy soek, sy sieninge. You need God's provision? There's some things you must do. It's not that hard work will bring you prosperity, but once you start applying, doing that, God will do the rest for you. Are you listening? I see God doing supernatural work. And it's a pity if you're not going to have such a testimony, but that thing is open for all of you. And you see God take you higher and higher. But these are the things I'm telling you that you must do. You can't be a non-tither than you expect God to bless you. God doesn't work against His own principles. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven for you. There'll be so much supply. You cannot contain it. You cannot contain it. Am I boasting? Probably I am. I'm boasting in Christ. Because God has blessed me with many blessings and I want you to share that blessings. Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you so you can also have what I have. I don't want to be alone in heaven with all the gold and the beautiful. I want you to have what I have. the Lord bless you. He said to, uh, to Moses, tell Aaron, bless the people. I, I, you must get into your mind the importance of the blessing of God. It was so that God even said, look, if they don't do what I ask them to do to receive blessings, then you can also just speak it over their lives. Stand before them and say, the Lord bless you. The Lord, because the blessing is too important. If they don't have a blessing, they have a curse coming to for them. Tell them to choose the blessing. Do not choose curses. I said before you today, blessings and curses, life or death, choose blessing and choose life. How will you choose it? In the things I told you to do. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. 
Virgil, you've seen it start in your life. Continue that way. You've seen it in your life. Continue that way. You've seen it in your life. Continue that way. People will ask you when they say, how did you get all this you got? Or we will say, it is the Lord. And as God blesses us here at BMI, remember, nothing is by our own strength. Every time people ask us what we've accomplished, say this, it is the Lord. Bishop Dag and his crew, when you come there, all they say, it's the grace of God. It's the same thing. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. When they see you walking with your husband one day, they say, how did you get this nice man? You say, it is the Lord. Don't think this is something I'm, I'm playing the fool with. It's very serious. Believe in the supernatural provision of God. What you can't do naturally, God can do for you. Of wat jy nie wil nie, gaan al met jou swakering. Sal kyk of ek haar iets in die benevolent box vir jou het. Nee. If you want that way, if you want that life, choose this life that Pastor Chris is teaching you about this morning. God loves His children and He wants to bless His children. You just need to do what is right in the eyes of God. And supernatural, don't be shocked at supernatural supply. You don't have to be a thief. You don't have to go the wrong way to make money. Live a godly life. Believe in God. Give to God when He, when he commands you to give. And believe in the anointing for wealth. It's coming your way. Stand to your feet, everybody. Bow your heads, close your eyes before I really bring our service to a close. I want to pray for somebody that's not yet born again. Maybe you are visiting here, you've come here a few times, but your life is not right with God. All these things I'm talking about is for the children of God, the provision of God, the supply of God, but you can also have it. But first, your heart must be right with God. You say, Pastor, if I die today, I'm not sure if I will go to heaven. I want you to be sure. That is why I want to pray with you. God wants to forgive you from all your sins and make you a new person. If there's somebody like that, if it's a boy or a girl, a mama or papa, don't be, I won't embarrass you. Put up your hand, I'll pray for you. You want to receive Jesus into your life. I see your hand. I see your hand at the back. Is there anybody else here? Beautiful. 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 Would you mind, just one more thing I'm going to ask of you. Just come stand on the blue mat here. I want to pray for you. Don't be ashamed. We all had to walk down this aisle. Many years ago, I walked down this aisle when I was a young man. And my life is always the same. Come stand here, my darling. Stand just there. Don't be ashamed. Clap for them as they come. Stand far, far from one another. You stand in the middle. And then you stand there, my brother. Give him your life today. Come on. Is there anybody that wants to join them? To your chance if you're not sure about your life today is your chance I want you to look at me all three of you I say those words after me I'm gonna help you to pray to God but you must believe in your heart as I said 
For prosperity is the same as salvation. Believe in your heart. Today you will be changed. It's, this is supernatural. The greatest miracle is the salvation of a soul. You can't explain it. You were once walking in this direction and suddenly God turns you in another direction. Oh, and you will never regret it. If you serve God fully, you never regret it. And help them to pray. Say these words after me. Say, Dear God in heaven, say it everybody, Dear God in heaven, and you three in front, say it loud. Say, I come to you today in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry for my sins and all my mistakes. Today, I come to you. Please forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. Give me a new heart. Please write my name in the book of life. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. From this day forward, I turn my back on my old life and I will walk a new road with you, Jesus. I thank you. Amen.